0: Welcome to Sew and Tell, where sewists from fashion theater and indie sewing bring their different perspectives to the hottest topics in the sewing community. I'm Meg Healy. I'm Kate Seinard.
1: And I'm Amanda Carestio. Today on the podcast, we are diving into sewing menswear, and we have a very special guest, Julian Collins. Julian, thank you so much for joining us.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited, really, to be here.
1: (laughs) We are so excited to have you and to talk about menswear, just in time for maybe some holiday sewing. Um, Either way, I know this is going to be a really inspirational conversation. Um, After we have our chance to talk, we will each share a little something in our SoJo segment and answer a listener question. And before we begin, how are y'all doing?
3: I uh, I I can't think of anything interesting to say about how I'm doing right now. So I'm just I'm doing well. Somebody else talk, please.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Julian, how are you doing? I'm good. I cannot complain. Things are really good as we're going into the holiday season. Mm-hmm. Just kind of keeping busy and trying to find new things to sew, just to have some fun. Oh yeah,
1: terrific! And buying lots of fabric, right? And yes, and eyeglasses. Because I don't know okay. if you know this, but you are an eyeglass influencer now, at least in my life. Um, I'm always <laughs> like so excited to see what new glasses you have, because they're all terrific. I think you just look great in glasses, but I'm, I'm on the hunt myself. So yeah, you're an eyeglass influencer.
2: Well, thank you. <laughs> As I literally have maybe around 10 pairs of glasses sitting around me that I can switch in and out between meetings.
0: <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so much. Now I feel bad <laughs> I put my contacts in. I had green big glasses on. I should have kept them on to show Julian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You have good ones, Meg.
1: You do. Yes. You do.
0: Uh, yeah. I only have four pairs, but they're a good four pair. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah,
3: for sure. <laughs> yeah. Mine are super. boring. Well, terrific. So. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, you need a balance. You yeah. need to have those fun mm. ones, and you need to have those that are, as I call, more that I can wear to work when I really want to be serious. Oh. So I have a a good balance. Yeah,
3: yeah I need to get some fun. And ones. then I
2: have the ones that are like covert. Yeah.
3: Covert, I
1: like Ooh. it.
2: You need the like the 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 fun ninja ones, <laughs> so that you know that they're fun, but on camera and in in professional settings, they they look serious enough. Yeah,
1: serious enough. <laughs> wow. I like it. Yeah. words to live by for sure well let's go ahead let's let's jump in and um, Julia before we really get rolling I wanted to give you an opportunity to just tell us about yourself your sewing history your personal history anything you want to touch on um, for folks who may not know you.
2: Sure hello everyone again mm-hmm. my name is Julian I am the person behind Julian creates um, on Facebook Instagram and all the fun social media places. Mm-hmm. I have been sewing since 2016, um, mostly menswear. I, I learned mostly from books and YouTube. But I come from a family that is creative. So my grandparents, both my grandmother sewed, my mother nice. sewed. I actually started school, college for fashion design, <laughs> oh, but realized awesome. It lasted maybe a quarter. <laughs> it didn't <last> long. <laughs> I realized I like the creating of of garments mm. more than the designing. Yep. Sometimes, so. Yep. Um, kind of had to come about it on my own, but since then really just have been um, just going. Um, I have found my love in masculine inspired fashion, um, making sure that fashion is really gender expansive. Mm-hmm. Um, I focus on, of course, on the menswear masculine side, um, but really feel that, you know, this this community can be for everyone. Um, so I have created a Facebook group called So Manly. Um, everyone is welcome when we focus on masculine inspired sp- up masculine-inspired fashion. I also love to get tongue-tied. That's just what I do. Uh, So, um, yeah, that's really me in a nutshell. I work in public health when I am not sewing.
1: Very cool. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Well, we got to do something fun together recently. We got to film um, three installments of Surger School um, as part of your uh, relationship that you have with Bernina. Are, Are you officially an ambassador for Bernina?
2: So I am an ambassador and I am an expert. So Ooh. I was the kind of the face behind the release of the Bernina L860, their newest serger. Um, but I also am an ambassador and I love their machines. And I I would say that I'm a collector
1: of machines. You're in good company. It might here. be a little bit. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, and I knew this about you.
2: <laughs> it, it might be a serious collection. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Maybe yeah. Maybe a yeah. problem to some. <laughs> but yeah. I love that. I love that.
1: Um, and I also love, I, I feel like, um, particularly through your work with Bernina, I've seen your face pop up so many places, um, in relation to that surgery release. And it's really lovely to just, to see some diversity, to see a friendly face and be like, yeah, I know him. <laughs> um, it's,
2: it's, it's, it's been a really it's terrific. cool experience. Yeah. It definitely not something I ever expected, but I'm, loving meeting all the different people around the world really so it's been really cool so
1: cool so cool um i'll mention without giving too much away that you're also going to be doing a menswear column for so news and i am so happy to have you as part of the magazine that'll be kicking off um early next year in 2022 um really great to have your voice as part of the magazine um and yeah i i I thought maybe, maybe let's start there and just, um, we could go kind of round table and talk about everyone's menswear sewing experience. Julian, you probably have the most, let's start with you.
2: All right. Well, um, yeah. So when I started sewing, um, I thought, you know, I remember as a child, when I liked fashion design, I used to draw dresses and, um, a lot of women's fashion. But then when I started sewing, I realized like, oh, I like sewing for myself more, um, I think my second project that I ever made was actually a men's button-up shirt. Most would say that that is not an easy project to start. <laughs> yeah, with. I would say that. <laughs> um, but I think because I just went in b- blindly, mm-hmm. it just kind of gave me no fear, and I just kind of kept on going from there. Yeah.
0: The less you know, the better. Sometimes you just die you know, right in. You're not questioning things for sure.
2: Absolutely. And once you, you know, I've, I've figured out, like, I'm going to always just kind of have a sense of this is a fun journey. It doesn't have to be perfect. We're just going to have fun with it. And at the end of the day, I've learned something in the process. So that's kind of the the attitude I take to sewing and have fun with it. So I've sewn a little bit of everything in the process, um, from accessories to masculine inspired fashion, to women's wear, to dressing weddings, all different type of things in that time frame. Um, and it's really been pretty fun and cool. And once I kind of know the things that I like, I feel that a seam is a seam. So <laughs> I know a lot of people are sometimes scared of sewing masculine or men's wear fashion, but a seam is a seam. If you can sew a seam in a dress, you can sew a seam on a pair of pants or in a shirt. Just give it a try.
0: I feel like I need to... like put that frame that and put my studio I want a t-shirt for yeah. sure mm-hmm.
1: um Meg and Kate what about you two? have you sewn any amount of menswear
3: Meg do you want to go first do you want me to go first
0: uh I can go first um I've sewn just a little bit of of menswear but I just also wanted to touch on uh, what you earlier said Julian I also went to fashion design school and I like found my journey through my favorite classes were like the pattern like the really like the pattern making and the construction my kind of I was we would always have to come up with like you know a target customer and I, and I wasn't good at designing for other people. I was really good at designing for myself because uh, that's what kind of got me into sewing. Um, I started young. So I, it's, I, I totally relate to you on that level and going yet for fashion design school and then coming out as like not being like, a, everyone thinks you just go and you, you just want to be this famous big fashion designer, but there's so many aspects that, that you can learn in, in that course. So I just wanted to, to touch on that. But then again, I, we didn't learn menswear. And I remember um there was a few men in my fashion design school and they're like, is there any menswear in in this? It was a three-year program. And there actually wasn't. And I it's wow. it's it's it was a bit interesting, yeah. Um, uh, but again, seam is a seam. <laughs> 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 no, i just uh but yeah, but once I established sewing for myself a lot, I um I've sewn a lot for my husband who name his his name is also Julian, so <laughs> If we can feel, we might be a little confused this episode, but if I say Julian, I might be referring to, I'll, I'll say my husband <laughs> instead of Julian. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've sewn a lot for, not actually a lot. I've sewn a lot of jackets for him and shirts and things like that um, and pajama pants, but I do want to do more uh, sewing for menswear, but I definitely have some some experience. Um, yeah. And I think the first thing I made for him was, yeah, like a classic button up shirt, but I had already made myself one. So it was pretty easy, but he just loves, like he's, he's an artist himself. So when he saw all these funky fabrics, like he wanted, he has a donut shirt. Like I had this donut printed fabric and he's like, can you make me a shirt out of this? Can you make me a shirt out of that? And so he, um, it was great that I could, he could express himself artistically through the clothes that I made him. And I, that's, um, really cool fun. So I do want to do more for him. Cause then once I get, you know, I'm kind of a selfish sewer a little bit. I, you know, I sew me one too. thing for him and then maybe I sew like 50 for me.
2: And I, <laughs> really <love that>. yeah. <laughs> I think that's a good balance. Yeah. I think that's okay. Yeah, <laughs>
0: One to 50. I one love it. 50,
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> How
0: about you, Kate?
3: Uh, well, for me, as I've mentioned before, uh, again, sewing for myself is, is really kind of an awesome thing for me because I started out in the theater sewing for other people so I think, right, yeah. So I think in the past, I don't know, however many years I've been out of the theater, I've sewn my husband like a t-shirt, and that was about it. Um, and I'm sitting here trying to remember back in the day um, when I was in the theater. A lot of this, a lot of the time, um, the menswear was easier um, and faster to just buy because it was usually not anything that needed to be super special. I mean, if you needed a pair of black pants, you could buy or pull from our stock a pair of black pants and you didn't really need to make them. But then every once in a while, you had something. Um, I remember once I, we were doing Pinocchio um, for the kids show. And so I got to make a, a pair of lederhosen out of a lovely mm-hmm. mustard yellow velour um oh that was that actually so cool it, it, it was very cute it was very cute and it was my that was my first welt pocket and it went surprisingly well um so that one sticks it out went at very me well. it very welt. yes it went very well <laughs> Ding. Ding ring something. the bell Oof, adding I it could, to the count
0: I couldn't resist
3: I know that's that's mm-hmm. totally cool I wish I had thought of it first Um, <laughs> and then the other thing that the other thing that that jumps to mind and I think I've brought these up before, but when we did the full Monty, we had to make, uh, some breakaway G strings. Yep. So, um, yes, I, I have had extensive, extensive practice in, in sewing breakaway G strings in metallic, uh, metallic, uh, stretch (laughs) red, red metallic stretch fabric. Um, so there's that.
1: (laughs) I don't think there are any, like, sewing milestones left for you after that, Kate. I I mean, I still haven't made a pair of jeans.
3: It's
1: true. It's true. (laughs) But it it is so funny. I feel like with your theater background, like, there are just so many random things that you have been able to check off your list that I'll probably never get to.
3: It's true. It's true. I have made (laughs) very strange things. Yeah. Kate, I'm still waiting for that pattern, too. Oh, I don't have it. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's uh it's part it, it belongs to the theater and I did not pull, Though I I did actually save one, so um I guess I could do a copycat pattern off of it.
0: I think there's a market. I definitely <laughs> think there's a market. If there's a yeah. market.
3: <laughs> well, we also had to make a set of non-breakaways for one of the other sh- uh scenes, so mm. there were a lot of cheese Probably Definitely not as fun. No, no, yeah. <laughs> oh, I love
0: how this conversation turns.
1: Yes. <laughs> um, I'm going to bring it back around. Yes, yes, Amanda, um, what menswear really, sewing have you done? Yeah, yeah, mine is really boring compared to that, but um, it's mostly been sewing for my husband. I've made him a jacket, um, a cardigan, and tons and tons and tons of elastic waist pants and shorts and I will say he actually wears those like all the time like every day he's wearing um elastic waist pants that I've made him Oh, that's nice Um, yeah so I feel like it's not it's not very exciting but it's been very useful and he wears them very proudly and I have a few more um makes on the list uh for I haven't made as many tops I haven't made him a classic button-up yet um and that's on my list. So I will, I will get to that next, but yeah, really, really wearable wardrobe type things. Um, let's jump into patterns a little bit. And Julian, I wanted to start with you because again, I don't want to give away too much, but your first installment for so news, um, talks about sourcing patterns and you had some really unique ideas there, um, you don't have to share all of them, but maybe a few of the highlights. Um, and I also wondered, maybe touch on that, so your tips, and then if you have general thoughts about the variety of menswear patterns available today, I'd love to hear your, your notes on that.
2: Sure. So um, I think it's easier to start talking a little bit about the the landscape of patterns now first. It's, it's a little slim. Yeah. Um, I think we see a lot of the same things. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And you can only make so many T-shirts mm-hmm. and pajama pants or things that kind of follow a 90 silhouette, which is a little bit with a lot more ease than some of your current things that you see on the runway. So it does take a little bit of work to find patterns that, you, that you're that you wanting to wear, that people are wanting to wear, or patterns that are very size inclusive mm-hmm. so that they go through a wide range of sizes. What I have found is that, um, of course, the internet is your friend here, um, but don't just kind of stick to your regular um, English or European countries. Yeah. I look everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I've and found so many different options and there's so many different um, stores and sites. And with Google Translate, I can get many places, really. Mm-hmm. I get really far. Oh, yeah. So... Have some fun with it. And I think that there's, there's I've I found a lot of patterns like in a lot of Latin American countries. And there is different places that offer upwards of a thousand different men's style patterns. Wow. That you don't normally see and you don't really hear people talking about, but they're really neat and really cool. So have some fun and let Google be your friend and just kind of go down a purposeful wormhole and see what you find.
1: I feel like your your article definitely opened up some ideas for me and because I I agree I feel like you see a lot of the same thing over yeah. again over and over again um I also have been really happy about more of the kind of um unisex styles coming yeah. out because mm-hmm. I find that those are the styles that I'm kind of drawn to and if I can like buy a pattern for my husband, but also plan to use it for myself. (laughs) Like that makes me really happy. (laughs) Um, Like to sneak it in there whenever I can. Um, And I feel like, I feel like there is, there's, there may not be more patterns available, but there's definitely a little bit more awareness of men who are sewing, women who are sewing for men, people who don't want um, a design either way. They just want, you Uh know, basics that they can use every day. And, Um, it's not feminine or masculine. So I I do feel like I'm I'm happy that the industry as a whole seems to be headed that way, but probably a lot of catching up to do there.
2: Definitely. I think, you know, I think that what I found, especially your your indie or your smaller companies, they're able to navigate, they're able to transition, they're able to shift quicker Uh than some of your big four patterns. So you are going to see some of your, um, different shapes and silhouettes and cuts quicker in your smaller brands than you are in your larger pattern companies but I've also i like to take the um the notion that literally once I make it, it doesn't have a gender yeah, so yeah. I don't mind looking at any different pattern company or pattern style if there's something I want from it, I'm gonna take it mm-hmm. and, and and smash it in with something mm-hmm. else so. Um, I let the world be my oyster and even going through vintage patterns and different pattern books. And I like to learn and explore. So let the journey take me where it's it's going to take Mm -hmm. me. And there's some different little tidbits and options that you can really find that can really be helpful.
1: Yeah. I will say up next on my list, the shirt for my husband um, is actually a Muna and broad pattern, um, which is not drafted for men, but it's, it's, um, Super size inclusive, and my husband is plus size, and I feel like that is if the menswear bucket is small, the plus size menswear yeah. bucket is teeny. So, and he's definitely. he's definitely he he doesn't care either way. He just wants some really nice eye cap button ups. So he doesn't care if it's um, technically a women's pattern. I'll also say that um, I've been watching some of the new releases from Norris uh, Danta Ford. Uh, particularly with simplicity um some of his athleisure looks and I was like I want to make that for me
0: for skating like they're
1: totally so I don't know I'm it makes me happy that I feel like maybe some of those barriers are just Mm -hmm. becoming to to mean less and we can just all kind of sew what we want to sew oh yeah Um, but but it's important definitely to to have options um
2: oh totally and I think. With Mimi and Norris being, working with simplicity, I think we have seen that expansion in style, but also in sizing. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that they have some really great modern fits and patterns that do go up to a larger size range than compared to even like Mm Berta or Vogue or something like that. So hopefully we will see that kind of spread throughout all of big four brands in terms of sizing soon. Uh
0: Yeah, you just... uh uh, a story rung to bell when you said once you make something, it doesn't have a gender. When I, uh, Julian was helping me film um, a episode of uh, Style Revive and I made a kind of a nightgown, like this beautiful like muumuu type thing out of a tablecloth and it was all starry. And he's like, can I have that? And <laughs> he wears it like all the time, like this look. Like, and I was, I was so happy. I was like, of course, like he was amazing. And yeah, it just mm-hmm. like, you like it you like it no matter what and it yeah. was a you know simple it was the peppermint pattern, peppermint magazine their everyday dress and it's just it, it was nice and he he loves it
2: <laughs> that's great I, you know it, it goes back to especially as so is you know we are the creators exactly so let's create it and once you create it you you make it into whatever yeah. you want it to be you
0: get to define you it. you get
2: to decide mm-hmm. what it is mm-hmm. so mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And speaking of uh, patterns, I was wondering, do you have, we talk a lot of TNTs on here, tried and try true mm-hmm. patterns that we make again and again. Do you have like one standout pattern that is your like TNT?
2: Probably the shirt that I have made the most mm-hmm. is the Simplicity uh, S8753. I wrote that down so I wouldn't forget the numbers. <laughs> um, so, but it is a, it's a great basic shirt. Um, and it has a place where you can put in the collar stays. Um, you can do it in a more of a boxier fit, Mm -hmm. athletic fit, or true slim fit with darts. Um, sometimes that's, I cuss that pattern out at times, Uh but, um, it gives me the basics that I need to make any shirt that I want. Um, so that is a pattern I go to again and again. It's like one of those patterns. Anytime there is a sale, I'm buying a few just
0: in case <laughs> it's very hackable so, it seems like you can make it it's so like so many different styles with variations. Absolutely. that's that makes a great <laughs> tnt that's
2: awesome
1: so you have multiples of the same pattern
2: oh yes <laughs> well see i'm not a i'm not a tracer yeah uh, yeah me either just just no yep so um yeah i don't mind if it's 99 cent i'm gonna buy it <laughs> Yeah, it's
0: like an a tissue up. pattern is it ah. yes
2: yes so this is uh one of those um I usually go to one of the big box stores and buy it. And yeah, when it's there, if I know that you, I just feel like I can never not have them. (laughs) And sometimes I forget to put them all away. So I I miss a piece or two. So I always just have a a backup.
1: That's that's really smart. makes it easy. I've never, I've heard of people buying multiple paper patterns, like multiples of the same one on accident, but never strategically.
2: I love it. I'm very strategic. I think I if I I think I counted one time, and I think I have five. Oh open. my gosh! Like right now, like unopened, or or like not unopened. Oh. I have at least three open, maybe two unopened. Oh gosh, that's amazing! I've never
0: heard of someone having a TNT Somewhere like right the physical. I love that. That's so, that's so that's smart. amazing.
2: But you know, and I, and I have them in bags. So and they, I've changed some of them. So I've changed. Oh right, yeah. Um, I've turned it from a button up into like a regular placket, like a polo placket. So it's a shorter style. Um, I've done different things to them. So though when I make those changes, I definitely put them in like a plastic baggie and save those. But I don't mind always kind of having a new one that I can start with. Or if I know that I'm making something for a friend or something like that, I buy more than one for different sizes. Mm. What
0: Mm -hmm. a great answer.
1: (laughs) Um, Let's talk other favorite patterns. Because I know Julian, you probably have a few more. I have a few. Let's let's get them all out there. I feel like this will be a good resource for people kind of getting started. Julian, why don't you kick us off?
2: So okay, so we of course we have the shirt. I think that um, any pattern by um, Norris oh, and yeah.
4: Mimi yeah. from
2: Simplicity, you really can't go wrong no. there. Yeah. Um, from there. Um, athleisure style patterns to their uh, more tailored style. So, of course, they have... Um, he has a blazer pattern that I've currently cut out. I've never made a blazer. Mm. So this will be my first mm-hmm. one. And, of course, I think you're Julian. We have similar mind frames. So anything <laughs> loud and bright. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm gravitating towards. So <laughs> must um, be a Julian I have, thing. I have,
4: <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I swear it is. It is. <laughs> um, so I have some fabric that I have in mind for that. That um, is sitting, is waiting. So I think today is going to that's going to get cut out. Um, but any of those patterns are great. Um, then like patterns, I think it's called the Millilot trousers from, um, or yeah, hue, the hue trousers from Millieot patterns. Um, is a really great um, pair of pants. It can be dressed up or dressed down, and it has an elasticated waist. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is—it's kind of like a pair of joggers, but in a woven. So it's great in a wool suiting or something like that if you really want something a little bit more um, luxe. It's a great easy pattern um, with some really great details. I'm trying to think a lot. I, I use a lot of shirts patterns and they all basically look the same. It's basically only differences in their um, in the way that the instructions are um, talked about and in the order of operations. So the simplicity shirt pattern is the one I like the best because it has so many different options. Mm-hmm. But let's say that you don't fit into that size range. Another one is um, the Simon shirt from freesewing.org. Um, that is a made to measure um, pattern Most of their patterns, they're really neat because you're literally just putting in your measurements and it's drafting the pattern for you and it's free. So that's a great place to start. And it really is just there is no um, worrying about size um, if you're not going to fit it or not. You do want to do a muslin just in case, um, just to make sure that you have the style the way that you want. Um, Sometimes I I like to increase um, ease in certain places and take it away in other places just to make sure that it's fitting to my comfort level. But it is, if you really want to play like full designer and you feel like I want this to fit me perfectly or fit the person I'm working with perfectly, that's a good place to start as well.
3: I am going to have awesome. to check that out. I think, yeah, <clears throat> I think you
1: you made some wrap pants from freesewing.org, a pattern from them. I and did. I love those. That was on my list for my husband. He would totally, totally love those in the summertime.
2: They are super, super comfortable, super, super easy. That was such a quick make. And I love that they are also um, economical with with paper because, of course, it's a paper pattern. Um, So it basically, if you don't want to print the paper, it gives you the the, measurements, (gasps) dimensions. So you can basically draft it on your own. Wow. That's
0: amazing. Nice. I love that.
1: I have a few on my list. Um, one was the Ilford Jacket by Friday Pattern Company. That was definitely one where I was like, oh, I'm going to buy this pattern for to make something for my husband and totally tested it out for myself first and then made his. Um, he's not mad. He's got its denim with flannel lining. And it's a really, I love that pattern. Um, I think I'm actually going to make it again, probably for me, but. There's that. Um, I made him the far, far cardigan by wardrobe by me, and that fit him really well. He's worn it quite a bit. Um, probably due for another one as well as that my go-to for him is the Fremantle pants by LB textiles. And I feel like LB textiles does have a good number of, um, kind of unisex patterns, Uh um, mantle is definitely one of them, but I've made those in so many different fabrics. I've made shorts versions. He loves them and wears them all. So it's a definitely a TNT, but yeah, I'm on the lookout for, I'll, I'll, I'll see how the, um, the pattern that I've picked for button up goes and then maybe expand from there with tops. Mostly it's been kind of like outerwear items and pants for me so far.
2: I forgot about LD textiles. Yeah. I do have their patterns. I have, But I have a lot of patterns. Yeah. So sometimes (laughs) I get lost in the sauce (laughs) for a second. But I literally know where those are at. I I had those printed. I'm like, I need to to pull those out. And even um, wardrobe by me, like the Draper polo Mm -hmm. is one of my favorite polos. Good to know. I usually always, I'm a person that I like to sew for self-care. So I just need something to sew. I don't care what it is. So I have some of those just already Mm pre-cut, just out of scraps. And I color block them and have a good time. So um, there is the Draper polo from Wardrobe by Me, but then there's also the Oliver shirt from Sinclair Patterns. Both of them are great. Both of them um, results in really nice fitting polo shirts. Um, So especially if you are new to surging and you but you don't want to just make a regular T-shirt, that's a good place to start. Mm
1: -hmm. Terrific, because I was going to ask for your polo shirt
0: recommendations, because I think that's those two. Awesome. made many of them. <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah. For next where we started golfing during the pandemic. And so Julian likes crazy golf here. So, and it's so expensive to buy. So I, i yeah, I was gonna, um, I need a nice polo, polo shirt to, to make all gol- golf shirts. <laughs> <laughs> and even I show when, when I'm, um, golf, uh, shopping for golf wear too. I, all my golf shirts are menswear because I f- figure like there's they always... The women's ones are always way more expensive. And there's not as much mm. women's golf wear when you go to shop for golf. Like, all the fun ones in the men's wear. And so, um, yeah. So, I'll need to make him some. Um, but, yeah. Some of my faves. I have the free mantle pants as well. But mm-hmm. I have only made two for myself. None for... <laughs> 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 That's on my list. <laughs> but I've had... Uh, really good luck with Berta, pay, uh, Berta patterns for uh, for my Julian. Um, I've made them, this sh- um, they have a good basic shirt that I've made. I've made a bomber jacket um, for him. I use like a moving blanket that I cut. And so it's like pre-quilted. It's super cute. Uh, I made him a couple bomber jackets and I made him the, a Berta hoodie that they came out in. Um, so I've had good luck with him with Berta because they have like a nice year. Um, for him, he um, is... He's tall and they do a good tall pattern in that kind of like German mm. European uh, frame. So I always have to take like seven inches out of every length when I make Berta for myself, mm. but they seem to fit him, him well. So I really, I like Berta patterns for, for, for him when I sew. Um, but yeah. Cool.
2: They do have a really great shirt. I've, I've yeah. used some it's Berta patterns cut. and even mm-hmm. their coats and stuff like that is, is definitely modern. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I, because of their sizing, you have to be very careful because, it stops so early, um, in terms of the size range and I'm usually at the top yeah. of their range. So, um, it's like hit and miss of what I can and cannot do. With yeah.
0: Them. It's unfortunate that cause Berta does have the reg- regular and plus size for uh, versions for women's, but they don't have that for men's. Um, yeah. I hope that that's something they really do consider, uh, going forward because yeah, they, they do have kind of, um, some fashion cut and like really, uh, interesting styles as well so hopefully they can work on expanding that but also another thing i love to do for patterns for menswear too is just i pull things from julian's wardrobe and i just copycat the fit and stuff for from what he already wears and then i know it fits um so i'm a huge i just go dive into his closet and then use a lot of things that he already has and fits as as patterns as well
3: very cool Well, I, of course, haven't done much um, menswear sewing lately. Um, The one thing I did make for my husband was the Sage Tea, which is also by LB Textiles. Oh, Um, yeah. It's it's a free one. That's free. Yeah. yeah, It's a free one. He loves it. He's asked me to make him more, and I've said I would, and then I haven't yet. So um, (laughs) I should uh, throw a little guilt on myself and put that on my list. Um, but yeah, I, I recommend that one. I, I don't really have any other recommendations, but that one has worked out well. Julian, I have a question
1: for you, but I follow Mm -hmm. your stories enough to know that fabric sourcing usually isn't a problem for you, but, um, do you feel like it's, is it relatively easy or is it hard to find fabric for menswear projects, knowing that there's not a really solid definition there? Mm -hmm. Um, but can you find what you need?
2: So I can now because I know what I'm looking for. Okay. So if you are a person who is just getting started, it could be a little bit more difficult, Um, especially if you do not know your textiles and know exactly what you want. Um, I think that especially at your big box stores, you can always find a, you can find a denim, you can find a twill um, and you can find a shirting. Now, I think a lot of people will get started with like a quilting cotton, which you can do. Um, but it might not be in, in the long run, the wear that you want from your, from your shirt or yeah. from your, from your garment. Um, so it does take a little bit of time, but now I love to shop fabric mm-hmm. and I, I, again, I don't see it as a, a mistake when something that comes that is not exactly what I want. Um, I'm like, okay, this is a new challenge. Oh yeah. Let's see <laughs> what I can make it into. Um, so usually I'm shopping, Sometimes I'm not shopping by what the textile actually is. I'm shopping by, ooh, that catches my eye. I want it. And then when it comes, then I'm figuring out what I want to make Mm -hmm. with it. Even um, I'm currently wearing a Oliver shirt out of a high key um, knit that I thought was thicker when I saw it. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't. So I was like, okay, Not, not exactly what I thought. But I found a pattern and I was like, okay, this will be fun in this. And it's fun to try. So um, I don't even take those moments as something to, it becomes an adventure. Yeah. So I think it depends on the the mind frame that you take with it. I think um, I started a lot when I started sewing with a lot of wax prints. Um, Mm -hmm. That was a great area to start, especially for shirts, because it is a nice, uh, stiff cotton um, that can make a really great shirt with. Um, So once I kind of went there, I ventured through. And everything like that. And I shop all around the world on the (laughs) internet for fabric and have a good time. And the brighter, the bolder, glitter, all of that, I'm I'm gravitating towards and I'm trying to find for myself. Mm -hmm. So I I see there's like no exact gender with fabric either. So just have fun. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Cool.
0: Um. Yeah. No. I. I love that. And I think online fabric shopping got really dangerous for me during the pandemic. Because mm-hmm. I would always oh, yeah. go in person, and when I couldn't anymore, it. I. Uh, it unlocked a fabric shopping beast within me. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, but it's. I did a, a a challenge where it was a fabric buying ban, <laughs> and if you if you broke it, you're supposed to start again. And once it was over, I realized that I was. I think one day I was, you know, scrolling. It was like midnight. Before I knew it, before I went to bed, I had about thirty yards <laughs> just randomly. <laughs> it's like, oh no! So, I, my friend has been trying to get me to count how much fabric I have, and I'm like, "You're not about to depress me like that." I know it's a lot, yeah. And but you know, it's fun. And when I when I touch it, when I feel it. I I get ideas. That's the best way that I can do it. Cause usually I'm never a person to go into a store with a project in mind. I go in to see what I want and what like catches my eye and then the project kind of forms. So it just all depends, but you know, I think there are some, there there are even some tailoring, um, like focused fabric shops online, Mm -hmm. um, that can really, you can get those really great suitings. Um, there are a lot of, um, dead stock and, um, scrap places that you can find some really fun fabrics with. And especially if you're getting started, be willing to have a little fun. So that's that's the best way to try. But there are some great books as well, um, kind of like some swatch books that can help you. So if you see a fabric online and don't know exactly how it feels, if you have a swatch book, uh-huh. you can kind of look up the fabric and give it a feel, but also pay attention. to. Usually nowadays, a lot of stores are going to um, providing videos of the fabric mm-hmm. yeah, with get the yeah. actual um, ad. So you can see how it drapes. You can see if it stretches, all those type of things. So if you cannot feel it in person, that's another great way to um, get an idea if it's going to work for which one to use it for. Mm-hmm.
1: My technique was just to buy it all. And then like, I think there was at one point which I had, every kind of Robert Kaufman knit they had available at a specific period of time. So I was like, I know exactly what that fabric is because I've, I've purchased it before and I don't know. Yeah. Online, online fabric shopping. We had a whole episode about it. I've had some pretty spectacular, um, I won't say fails, uh, New design, unexpected design opportunities um, come my way. (laughs)
0: Um, uh, Always, always part of the fun. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, too, um, we, we talked to you on a previous episode, Brandon of Happily Dressed on Instagram, and he goes into thrift stores and gets, like, yes. cool blends. And that's a good cost-effective way, too. And you go to – Amanda taught me the world of, like, going to a thrift store and getting tablecloths and using that as yard. It's, like, really fun prints and – uh I know. I yeah. He made this like a poncho out of this blanket, and it was so cool. And I I, I really want to. I I know my Julian would love
2: one of those. I want to go do that. So that's another. Definitely, I follow him, and I love oh, I love his makes so and cool. stuff like that. And, and and I I like to. I'm I'm a person for. I go to thrift stores for throwing machines. Oh, not usually for fabric. Interesting. So I might need to venture into that area. But yeah, usually I make a bean lot to the machines and. <laughs> And I, I'm stuck there.
0: <laughs> oh, you really do like machines, eh? <laughs> What's your count? Yeah. What's your count, Julian?
2: I think we're up to forty-one <gasps> or forty-two.
0: Oh my gosh!
4: Yeah, <laughs> I thought you were going
0: to say like maybe six, eight, or nine. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, do you? Nope. No.
2: Do you use them all? <laughs> I use a good portion of them. So, um, I do have some of them I, I purchase to give away. So, okay. some, I know people who want to learn mm. how to sew, and this is a great place for them to start. So, I, I do source them for that reason. Um, I, I, I like vintage oh, yeah. and I like to try different ones. And each, I feel like a, you know, a machine has a personality. Oh, totally. You have to figure out what personality mm-hmm. works for you. Meaning that I had to try many different machines. (laughs) Meaning that I had to buy them.
3: It makes sense.
2: So, (laughs) (laughs) in my head, I make sure it makes sense. Yeah. In most people's, it does not. But it's okay.
3: I just managed to fit three machines into my sewing space. So, like, the thought of having to, like, 41, I'm like, wow. Where do you put them all?
2: They're not all in the sewing space. They're hidden around the house (laughs) as well. (laughs) I'm okay, okay with that <laughs> um, currently, I think in my sewing space there are most of them are there, so there are maybe at least twenty five in my sewing space. um I do have shelves that they sit on stuff like that um and there's you currently maybe around three or four that are always set up ready to go mm-hmm. so
1: I think I would have I would have a hard time with that only because. I 100% personalize my machines and, like, give give them personalities. And I would feel bad. And I would have to, like, rotate <laughs> through just to keep everything even and not offend anyone. Does that happen for you? I do rotate. <laughs> okay, them. good.
2: So, um, you know, especially if one has to go to the shop, this is, I, I mean. You've got backup. One. Ha- I need backup, um, but then they all are—they're di- good for different mm-hmm. things, and you know they have different memories for me. So, our, I like my machine that I really kind of cut my teeth on is a Montgomery Ward vintage straight stitch. Mm-hmm. It is one of my favorite machines. I will never get rid of that mm-hmm. one just because, I, you know, it, we know each other the best. Yeah. Um, but then I have um, a lot of Berninas. So I have what is it, eight or nine Berninas? Um, so a lot of them I have for traveling. So if I want to teach a class, I have a lot of the 1000 series uh-huh. machine, which is a mostly mechanical machine. So that's a great machine to kind of have people work on and I know what, how they work. So I can make sure everybody kind of is on the same page with those machines. Um, and then I have my regu- my main stay of Bernina. So I have a seven series, an eight series, and then my eight series serger. Um, I know how those work and I, I enjoy them. And, you know, I think that I feel like I'm rescuing them. I get most of them secondhand. So yeah. um I, I don't want them to end up in the trash mm-hmm. or something. So, you know, I'm I'm like a rescue agent.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you do you do kind of humanize them. They have their own little stories and personalities uh-huh. and-
2: Oh definitely. And you know, and they get decorated. So um <laughs> they, they get stickers. They oh, get Oh I love this. They become Personalized to me. Yes,
1: I love that. I think you're right. I think like once you really know a machine, like it's hard to give it up. You know, like you've you know, even if you curse it sometimes, like you know, you know it's it's like a human. You know, it's faults. You know, it's strengths, and you kind of have to love both.
2: Definitely, and you know, and when it comes down to it, especially for depending on the project that you're working on, you know that I know that this machine gives me a great top stitch.
4: Mm -hmm. Right. I'll
2: use this one. Or I know that I am working on two projects at once and my, um, construction thread is different than my top stitching thread. A lot of times for top stitching, I love to use rainbow variegated thread. So I'll have a machine set up for that and it will have the perfect top stitching that I like. And another machine set up for construction. Um, Or I might be doing embroidery and need my regular machine, or there's just many different things. Or if I'm working on something really, really, really heavy, um, I might have to pull out another machine than my mainstay. I might pull out one of my um, all metal vintage ones. So it just all depends, but they're all fun when I get to use Mm -hmm. them. And they each do different things. But also I like it because then I can answer questions. So for those who are interested in getting into sewing, I'm able to say like, okay, here's a great place to start. If you have questions or if you're saying that, you know, there's an issue happening here, I kind of have an understanding of what's happening there so I can help people through it.
0: Interesting. I wish I had a, that connection with my machines. Like, once they they screw up something for me, like, they're dead to me. They're out. <laughs> 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 Many, I'm just like, you know, no. I, I like new and shiny ones. And I kind of – the other ones just kind of – if I don't use them enough, I just – let, like give them to a friend like if I if you did that buttonhole like that like I'll never use you again for that like you're <laughs> you hold a grudge oh, I, machine. <laughs> I do Kate do you feel a connection to your machine like what is your relationship like with your machines I'm, yeah <laughs> I, I do well, how do they it, make you feel
3: it, it, so my, my main machine as I've mentioned before is the singer that's about the same age as I am that was my mom's and then when she got mm-hmm. a new machine to um to, uh, start quilting more. She gave me this one and I have, I have a strong connection to this one. I, uh, you know, I, I know it's quirks and I know how it runs and, um, I really, I really love it and I can do almost anything with it. Um, my serger was a, it's a, it's a Kenmore that I got in like 2000 and four or five something like that somebody i i said i thought about asking for a surgery for my birthday but decided not to so my mom gave me a surgery for my birthday uh, which was not intentional um and right. and so i've got to, <laughs> no, it it really wasn't um but it's, uh but because it was a gift from my mom and it was my it's my first and only surgery it's the only surgery i've ever had um yeah i'm 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 fond of it i've got a again, I know how it works and, and I know, I know how it, yeah, I, I just, I know the machine and I, I kind of love it. And, uh, and then of course my embroidery machine is literally the exact machine I learned how to embroider on. And so, um, I can embroider on just about anything because I've used a bunch of machines now, but this is the one that's the most comfortable and, um, familiar to me. So I don't, I don't decorate them and I don't name them, but yeah, I do have an emotional connection to them for sure.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And that leads me into my next question, uh, for you, Julian, uh, do you, do you do a lot of embroidering? Uh, what's your embroidery experience on menswear? Do you embroider a lot of your garments you sew for yourself or is it just kind of once in a while?
2: It is very much once okay. in a while. Um, <laughs> I do like it. It's, it's fun to do. I just actually yesterday bought some um, different designs and was playing with my embroidery software. I have Ooh. the um, Bernina um, Studio Suite, um, the eight series of software. Um, they're now on the nine series, um, which offers like Wi-Fi and oh, some yeah. really yeah. great features. Um, but it is fun, and I, I have some ideas for some um, like jackets and jean jackets and stuff like that. That. Um, embroidery will be happening this season <laughs> nice i do know that much but i i do it on occasion but not not as often as i should but it's fun when i do it
1: nice yeah yeah i've never embroidered anything for billy i might have to i might have to fix that because i feel like that's another way to just kind of customize things there's so many good like quirky designs out oh, there yeah. i feel like there's there's, that's a whole other world of design
0: options. Yeah. My Julian wants his name on every, I've embroidered Julian patches on all <laughs> <laughs> He wants it to look like, um, like a mechanic, you know, how they have that, <laughs> that old <Yeah>. school. <laughs> Yeah. And I've embroidered pizza on things like to cover up a rip. And so I, I, he loves all that. And he also loves embroidering himself. Like he doesn't really know how to sew like he can, but he knows how to work. I think because he used to work at a t-shirt print shop. So he knows kind of the process of setting up a machine for going on fabric. So he knows the embroidery uh, process. So he's really interested in that. Uh, But yeah, I love embroidering
2: for, for, for him. Mm -hmm. I have some, um, some, we have a, like craft consignment store here in Cincinnati, Ohio. And I purchased some suiting, some wool suiting that actually has is moth eaten. And I plan to use that for an embroidery <gasps> project. So really kind of um, very visible mending yeah. yes! in its, in its style and literally put like stars and oh, different yeah. colors and stuff like that on this suiting to make something with. Um, I finally have an idea of like what type of designs I want to use. So now it's just really about, taking the time to to hoop it up and get started with what it. a
0: great upcycle I love that yeah yeah mm-hmm. I love that
1: well let's um I have one more question before we close out but I I definitely I wanted to talk about kind of the men'swear sewing and the men who sew community it feels like there's a lot of energy is it is it growing I mean it seems to be growing but perhaps it was never gone it just didn't have the right home or the right voice um what's your take on that julian
2: i definitely think it's growing it is a great space to be in i think i've met some really amazing people yeah um all around the world who are sewing masculine inspired inspired fashion again tongue Mm tie um so it is really cool to see um i think there's some really great hashtags to follow especially like on places such as instagram you have dope men so you have um Men Who Sows, um, Male souls of Instagram, and stuff like that. You have different groups. I have my own Facebook group called So Manly. Um, there are so many different places that everybody's connecting. And one of the great things is, is that we don't see this as competition. We want as many people to oh, be yeah. a part of it as possible. So ask for help. We are always willing to answer questions or provide suggestions. And I think it's fun because with the sewing community, I feel like I've made so many friends and we we chat and we talk and we share different ideas and stuff like that. So. Well, we welcome everybody and I hope more um, men decide to join us. Mm -hmm. I think it is really cool and um, there's so many different places to go with it and there's so many different opportunities that we also share with each other. So as things come up and different opportunities come up that we know might might not be for us or it might be for somebody else we definitely make sure we pass that on and we cheer each other on in the process um so it is really a great place and community to be in
1: that is awesome yeah thank you for being a part of it and being a leader in that community Uh as i know you are and setting the tone for that being a a welcoming and supportive place. Cause that's so important, especially as you get started. Mm -hmm. Um, and especially in, in a craft that maybe feels like, I don't know, not forbidden, but you know, that feels more experimental or just when, when you're kind of like challenging yourself in a way you're stepping beyond what has, you know, historically been seen as, you know, for mostly for women. Uh Um, and, and, dipping your toe and, and coming on over and having fun. So yeah,
2: definitely. And, you know, I think that just the community in general, I think, um, not just men, but women have also been so welcoming and so yeah. accepting and answering questions. And it really, when sometimes humanity just does not look the way that we want it to look or act the way that we want it to mm-hmm. act. Um, I have found solace in the sewing community when everything around is just kind of, Crap.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: uh-huh. <laughs> it's a great place to kind of rest and abide and make friends in. Uh-huh.
1: That's awesome. Same, here. Same mm-hmm. here. Well, let's take a quick break and then we'll be back to talk
3: sojo. All right. We are back and it is time for our sojo segment, our very favorite segment where we talk about what's giving us our sewing mojo at the moment. So I think I'm going to call on Amanda first today. Amanda, what's your sojo? Well, I am
1: still very much writing the um, outerwear high from our last discussion on the podcast. I am like, just want to make all of the jackets and the jackets and the coats. Um, I was in, I went to uh, Joanne the other day. I was like looking at leopard print Sherpa or cheetah oh, print yeah. Sherpa. I was like, who am I? Um, (laughs) But I was inspired and I didn't purchase it, but I might go back for
3: some. Um, So yeah, I'm still very much thinking about outerwear. Very cool. Julian, how about you? What's giving you your Sojo?
2: Well, right now I have been getting some really cool knits. Um, So, having fun with my sergers Mm. so i'm really having fun with the um lx 60 and one of the knits is a diamond print sweatshirting so it literally is like the diamond just all over the whole fabric um and i have a pattern for a bat wing men's sweatshirt so that is coming up in the next few days that i'm really excited to make that
3: sounds amazing
1: it's gonna be amazing yeah oh that sounds so
2: cool.
0: Okay, Meg, how about you? I'm um, I have zero Sojo right now. I'm currently in a different city than my sewing machines cuz we're no. renovating a house. So. <laughs> I yeah, I'm going to follow in the the in the steps of Amanda and Kate redoing their sewing rooms. I get to so I'm kind of in like a sewing room, Sojo. I was yeah. yeah, my dad's currently in there pulling up staples from the ground and we uh Julian's knocking down a fountain. Was, there was a fountain in our living room, which I personally wanted fountain. to keep. It gave me a lot of inspiration, a lot of photo shoot opportunities. Yeah. But sadly, it's being torn down. Uh, and I couldn't witness it, so I came to my parents' house. Yes. <laughs> also, there would be banging in the background of here. Yeah. So I'm just not thinking about sewing right now. I'm thinking about my sewing room to do a lot more sewing. Yeah. That's, that sounds that's fair. Moving is adjacent.
3: It that counts. Yeah. Well, and, and moving is a thing that takes up headspace and, and it's okay to lose your mm-hmm. sewage yeah. in a situation like that. I mean, it's okay to lose your sewage yeah. in all situations. <laughs> yeah.
0: I was very tempted to like come, um, with a sewing machine, but it just, you know, I, I, but then again, I have so much computer work to catch up on. So it's a great chance for me to just dive in and actually start sharing more things and writing about the things that I've been putting off that I've had, you know, I've, I have so many pictures of things that I've made that I haven't like shared yet. So going to be doing that and tearing down some walls, which I've always, I'm so excited to get that one shot of me, you know, demo day. Yes. I'm like so excited, um, <laughs> but I am unfortunate. It's going to be a lime green wall and I've been told well, that we can't keep it lime green and I'm very upset. So yeah, anyways, it'll be bittersweet house frustrations, <laughs> but <laughs> It's okay. Every appliance I have is lime green, so it'll be very noticeable.
3: <laughs> well, as for me, um, I am currently working on a costume for the play I'm working on, and I'm kind of uh, franken I'm kind of franken- patterning it together. Um, actually, it's almost done. I just need to finish hemming it. But um, the skirt ended up being a semi-circle skirt, and I just love the way it hangs so much that I am really feeling semi-circle skirts right now. Um, oh. It's just a very elegant, elegant hang. And I don't know what I'm going to do with that. I might just, you know, appreciate it as I finish hemming it and be done. But that is what is really getting me right now. Maybe after you hem it, you won't like it as much. That's been my experience <laughs> with circle skirts. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, but- I'm working through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No.
2: You can always with that. Um, I learned a tip that you can use your differential feed, and to gather in the hem a little bit, mm-hmm. so that when you bring it up a little bit, it's going to be that smaller bit, so it's easier to oh, yeah. um to to hem in that circle a little bit. Mm, just a nice, thought.
3: yeah. I'm I'm just uh, I'm just hand hemming it and easing it in. Um, so mm. it's it's working okay. It's just, I, and I only had like fifteen minutes to get started on it before we had to come record. So, I haven't had time to get sick mm-hmm. of it yet.
0: That sounds awful. I hate hand sewing. <laughs> yes, but, <laughs> but you know I don't, so it's fine. I know, no, I know. <laughs> I, I I love that for you.
3: <laughs> I love that for you. I love that hand sewing for you. I just, I I do, just I listen do. to my podcasts and uh, and and do the sewing, and it's fine.
0: Oh, I'm sure. I um, are you going to share a picture of that? I want to see the semicircle. Uh, yes, sure. I will try to remember to grab a picture of it. Hot take, Julian. What's it? hand sewing? Yay or nay?
2: Depends. Oh. <laughs> Depends. I'm, there's there are times when it's needed, and sometimes when it's really meditative and therapeutic, mm. but not all the time. No.
0: I do everything on my machine. I sew buttons with my, I do, I do anything possible to avoid a hand. St- I even use like, I've used glue sometimes. <laughs> 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 Anyways, so it just, it just,
1: I always like to. That's uh, a good, that, that's a good like standard guest question. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. You just need to know where you stand on mm-hmm. hand sewing. Well, considering how many machines. <laughs> you yeah, I know. I know. You better not be just- hand sewing. No hand sewing for you. Oh, anyway. <laughs> this has been an awesome episode, so Julian. Fun. I, I yeah. thought having you on the podcast would probably be fun. And so glad we were. We were right. We, we knew we'd have a fun time chatting with you about your machines and your sewing experience and all of your helpful surging tips. Thank you. Thank you mm-hmm. so much for joining us. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, thank you so much for having me. I've been definitely listening to this podcast since the beginning. So it's really a a fun dream to be on now. Thank you. Well, thank you for listening. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm.
2: Definitely. And of course, I will will continue. And I always, you have so many great tips and uh, tricks and stuff like that. So I always share it with others as they're coming into the sewing community as well.
1: Oh, man. You get bonus points. Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This this show notes is going to be jam-packed with such good resources and links, too. So, like, lots of – if any of our listeners want to try sewing, uh, you know, masculine um, styles, you know, these are going to be some great, great, uh, great pattern resources for sure. Mm
3: -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thank you again, Julian. Yes, thank you.
2: Well, thank you so much again.
3: Okay. Well, after that um, fascinating conversation, um, mm-hmm. let's uh, do our so and tell and answer a listener question. Um, I think uh, Amanda might be a little miffed at me for picking this one. Um, but the question today is, what is your best zipper tip? Ooh, a zip tip. <laughs>
1: <Yes>. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am not miffed. I just don't have any. Um, I was sitting here trying to think of one and I just, just followed the instructions every time. Like, don't, don't try to wing it. Like, look at the
3: instructions. That's all I got. Amanda's actual tip is skip it if you can. Yeah, I know. Do buttons. (laughs) How
0: -hmm. about you, Meg? It's my tip is actually to, um, well, I have like a couple of tips. So exactly, for invisible zippers, always press your invisible zipper teeth flat. Like that's, yes. that's a um, good tip. And then I always keep my zipper foot on like the one-sided zipper foot when you're getting to that point to close out the bottom of the zipper seam. So don't switch back to your regular foot. Uh, keep Keep that one on. That's kind of my tips for invisible zippers. But if you find a different way of doing like a zipper, any kind of zipper, and you try and it's almost like contradicts a bit. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like do it the way you normally would do a zipper. You're comfortable if it's that type of zipper in a garment, or just change a zipper and do it how you're comfortable doing it. If you have a certain method. Um,
3: What about you, Kate? And my zipper tip is actually not exactly a sewing tip. It's something from my old theater days. Um, Sometimes we'd have zippers that were kind of sticky, didn't want to really zip or unzip. Um, And the, um, the solution we had was we had a couple of white Campbell stubs. Um, just the ends of of some white tapers, and you zip the zipper up, and you rub the wax on the zipper, mm. and then you unzip and zip it a few times, and the wax gets into the bits, and it lubricates it, and it really loosens up the zipper and makes it move a lot better. Um, and that is a vital thing to know how to do if oh, you ever have zipper name. problems.
0: Oh, mm-hmm. yeah
3: apparently uh-huh. i recently learned there is such thing as zipper wax which basically does the same thing but it's a little softer yeah. uh if you don't know where to find that or don't want to spend the money on it a dollar store candle will
0: do it for you <laughs> do the trick yep well that works on invisible zippers too probably uh Those yeah are the ones that i often yeah yeah you,
3: you you have to be a little bit careful because um You'll have to go in from the top because the back, you can't even see the zipper. And right. um, if you're, if it's already sewn in, then you're going to have to just kind of be careful not to get wax all too much wax on yeah. the uh, fabric, but it should work just fine. In fact, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I've done it on invisible zippers before.
0: Mm-hmm. Those are the ones I find really good. Especially if you have seams coming together, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, when you're in the garment, you're like, this like this is the bad spot. Uh, Yeah, this is, yeah, exactly.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, y'all, that was such a fun episode. Yeah, Um, great. A couple of quick things. If you want to take some next steps, I cannot recommend Julian's Serger School installments enough. He shared three tips for hemming with us, with Mm -hmm. a serger, on the So Daily Network channel on YouTube. And they are great videos. They're great techniques. Julian is a great instructor, um, especially if you're looking to just take some next steps with your, how you use your serger. And I'm always Uh looking for that um, Uh because there's so much those machines can do. We also have our Wyndham quilted bomber jacket, sew along live on the website. And I was thinking about this, like, I think that's a pretty it's a pretty gender neutral design, um, and actually, just I was going to say that. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, and I think, yeah, I was—I definitely thought about making my husband one once I make two or three more for myself. Um, <laughs> I'm a terrible, terrible human. Yeah. Um, and also, you guys, three year anniversary wow. of the podcast. Oh my gosh! Can it You is, isn't believe it?
2: it? I know. Is it that is. crazy?
1: I, don't I think we've launched feels our, like- our first
3: yeah. yeah does it feel like longer or less it feels time? like longer to me i think yeah. because 2020 was so long
1: uh, that was yeah. a long long year um yeah i think our first episode i think it was either november 15th or november 14th of 2018 so wow. yeah we've been we've been doing this a while and i feel like we have so much more to talk about but i know cheers y'all yeah cheers, and Thank you to people who have, um, whether you've just joined us or you've been with us from the beginning. Um, I, every time someone tells me they listen to the podcast, it warms my heart. I like, same. I know. Every single time. I'm I so know. touched. Um, it really does mean a lot on this end. So thank you for your support.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Thank you for like accepting us for who we are. You I know. know. <laughs> yes. yeah, like, we're not too uh- serious and we don't like take you know, and yeah. Sometimes we get silly and we thank you for just letting us be us and talk about what mm-hmm. we love to talk about and um, talk to people that we think, you know, everyone would like and who inspire us. And it's just been the most amazing time and we're not stopping anytime soon. Yeah, no, no, nope. <laughs> we'll just we'll just keep chatting about sewing. Chatt- I what I we, we do. need to get Julian back on just to I talk about I want to know everyone on this machine. I know. I know. I want
1: a show and tell. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: On So and Tell.
0: (laughs) A show and tell on So and Tell. I think we need to make this happen.
1: We'll make it happen. We will. All right, y'all. Well, until next time. Happy Happy stitching. stitching. Happy stitching. Bye. (laughs) Happy stitching. (laughs) There you go.
3: For links to everything we talked about in this episode, go to our show notes page at sodaily.com slash If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at podcast at goldenpeakmedia.com or visit us on Instagram at sointellpod. Answer the sointell question, tell us your sojo, or just leave us some feedback. If you enjoyed our show, please subscribe on your podcasting platform of choice and please leave us a review, ideally a good one, because that helps listeners like you find our podcast and tell your sewing friends about us, too. Thanks for listening and happy stitching. Sew and Tell is a Sew Daily podcast and produced by Golden Peak Media. It's hosted and produced by Meg Healy, Amanda Carestio, and me, Kate Zynard. Dacia Clay is our producer, director of podcasts is Jared Mayer. Tiffany Warble is director of content. Kelsey Ratterman handles our marketing and Andrea Lotz does all things digital. If you'd like more information on sponsoring or advertising on So and Tell, go to goldenpeakmedia.com.